If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. And what a fun week Deep T and I had. It, I don't know. I just feel like I've needed it. I don't know if anyone out there is experiencing seasonal depression now that it's the winter time, but I experience it like extremely bad every winter. Like I get to the point where I just like can't get out of bed. Like things like doing the laundry takes an entire day. Like I'm just very slow Mm -hmm. and low energy, but I feel like I needed this week just to get out of my house, get dressed, have fun. (laughs) And so I'm so thankful for this week. Um, It was a great week, don't you think? Yeah, it was a really good week. You know, what's funny is every time I say yes to going to events, I sometimes I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I really don't feel like going. Like the day comes and I'm like, I really just want to like not show up. But I feel like because of you, I'm like, okay, we have to do this together. <laughs> like, yes. Let's go. And I think about do the that event. too. Yeah. But I am so thankful. Yes. Yeah. Because 100%. right after I'm like, oh, I feel so good leaving the event. I'm like, thank God we did that because I feel so happy afterwards. It's the getting there that's hard. (laughs) I know, I know. That's why I'm so thankful that we live in the same building sometimes because it's like very easy. Like, hey, I'm just going to go with Deep D. And we always say like, we'll just be there for 30 minutes, even though it ends up like us going out, out (laughs) after an event. But it's, I don't know, now that I'm getting older and I'm getting, I don't want to say more lazy, but it just feels like more effort to go out. Um, especially when I'm feeling the way I do these days. Um, Mm -hmm. It's nice to have like a friend that kind of gives that like nice little like, let's just do it. It'll be fun. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just that push. But what we did this week is first, we had a little Love is Blind reunion with our season two girlies, which was so much fun. And then we also (laughs) went to a cabaret show called Countess Cabaret. It's... um, it's a cabaret with uh, Countess Luann from The Real Housewives of New York City. If you guys don't watch Bravo, um, it is a show on Bravo. So she's in The Real Housewives franchise, but it was so much fun. She is a hoot. And we were able she to interview so her. Yeah. yeah. You know what's wild about Luann is I'm a huge Bravo girly and I've been watching her for years. And I'm not going to lie to you. When she walked in, I was like so scared because I was like, oh, my God, it's Countess Luann. Like, I mean, it's yeah. a Countess. <laughs> but yeah. um, she was it's wild because after interacting with her and going to the show, I realized we could be doing a lot more because she is literally in her 60s and she's performing for like an hour and a half, two hours, like mm-hmm. late night. I was like, oh my God, like that's freaking incredible. Yeah. And she's on tour for like the rest of the month. So she's going to different mm-hmm. places like Atlanta. Um, I think she's going to like Canada, which is crazy mm-hmm. to Calgary. Calgary. Enoch. Yeah. So she's like all over the all really going everywhere. Um, but yeah, we did interview her and we're going to share our interview with her later in this episode. If you guys don't watch the show, um, the Real Housewives franchise, they um, essentially the show premises, they follow a group of mostly very rich women um, within a city within the U.S. So there's like Real Housewives of Atlanta, Georgia, Real Housewives of, like we said, New York City, Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, And, you know, like it's really fun to watch, but I feel like they almost come off a little bit like unapproachable because they kind of live in like a different lifestyle than we do. Mm -hmm. Like very luxurious, love the finer things in life, that type of thing. So just like knowing the world she comes from, I did feel like a little bit like intimidated. No, totally. And also, I think this was our first time interviewing like a Bravo celebrity, like someone that's outside of like the Netflix franchise. And I don't know, I would love to know how much of our listeners watch Bravo, because I think that would be like interesting to know. So maybe we'll throw up a poll and like 
see if we should bring more Bravo people on because listen, I would love to because I watch it so damn much. You do. You but, love Bravo. Oh, I love it. And it's like it's just an escape from reality. And um I even told Luann, I was like, thank you for giving us so much because she's been on it since what, 2008? Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely insane. But you know, one thing that I did uh, and you guys will hear it, right? Um, is it was interesting to ask her about the dynamic of the housewives. And I think one thing that she mentioned was like when they're on off season, they don't really talk like they need a break. Yeah. <laughs> and like that made me cast. think about Yeah. And that made me like think about our friendships from Love is Blind. And it's interesting <laughs> how it all changes when like filming is over versus when the show airs and then the aftermath of it what were like two years out yeah um, since it aired so it's like it's just interesting to understand the dynamics I agree I feel like in her case it's a little bit different because she has been on reoccurring seasons like I think for us mm -hmm. we're just a single season cast so it's not like we get on another season of love is blind it kind of just ends with one season but for her mm -hmm. she's been on 13 of the 14 seasons of real houses of new york city so i totally get like filming and having all this drama happen and then kind of like needing your space but i yeah. did really want to talk about that just like when we had our reunion earlier last week um, with, you know, it was me, you, Ayana, Danielle, Mallory, uh, and a couple of our other friends from the Bachelor franchise. Um, I, we feel so close in the moment, but definitely the friendships within this girl group we have have definitely changed 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm still very, very close with Ayana, but I feel like you and I, like our friendship is... I wouldn't say very much new because I feel like we have been very close for like several, several months now, but we weren't mm -hmm. always close. Like after the show, no. I would say Deep D and I probably were the least closest. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about least closest, but out of, I feel like I didn't come to you often yeah. and neither did I, I was very, very, very close to Danielle yes. right after a filming had ended because she showed up for me in a way that was like kind of different I needed an escape from my own reality and she very much was able to help me like kind of just go out more and like I don't know just put myself out there and make new friends but yeah you and I were not that close no it was and For I think multiple reasons yeah <laughs> I would say the big one was your relationship with Kyle but also a little bit of shake I, I think say. in the beginning it was more shake yeah. Before Kyle and I were even a thing, I was still very much like trying to maintain a relationship with Shake. And I was like, no, there's a friendship here. But yeah. I think you guys were like so confused by it. You're like, this dude's an asshole. Like, I'm confused as to why you want to continue a yeah. relationship. Okay. I don't think we've ever talked about this no. on our podcast. Okay. So after filming had wrapped, Deep D, um, try to maintain this relationship with Shake because like Shake is a very, complex person on our eyes where he did say some things that were very inappropriate, but there is also a side to him that is very, I don't know if I could call like, it sweet, but like he, he's, it's charming. Like he knows charming, how to yeah. put on an act, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I understood where you were coming from and I think you did actually really like him. Like you were engaged yeah. to him. So I know that you actually really liked him. The women on our cast did not understand it. Like, I was not a fan of Shake, um, but Shake was also not a fan of me because he was very close with Shane. And Shane and I had our ups and downs after filming. Like, we were in this very much on and off type of relationship. And um, obviously, Shane told him stuff about me, which caused, like, mm -hmm. Shake not to like me. Like, those types of things. And yeah. and so I think that really impacted my relationship with Deep D because Deep D was still friends with Shake. And so I think... Mm -hmm. What's great about you, Deep D, is that you don't get involved in the drama per se. You kind of like keeping the peace. Um, but also, I think with that, it comes with you keeping your distance because you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to hear everyone's side of it. You know, like that type of thing. So I feel like yeah. that impacted us. And then your relationship with Kyle is, I think, what really made the yeah. dominoes fall <laughs> oh i know it's i was also like in my own little bubble because i wasn't living in chicago at the time right and so i wasn't like 
hanging out with you guys that much. And if I, when I did move back, it was like mostly Danielle. And then I started to getting to know Kyle. And so I was like very much, I hung out with Kyle like so much. And you guys were like, absolutely not. Like (laughs) that's not somebody I want around. And so we kind of like did our own thing. And you know, it's interesting that until I was out of the relationship with Kyle, that's when I understood why the dynamic of our relationship was so different because I kind of did feel bad because I was like, oh my gosh, like why are the girls like so distant from me? And I had this very honest conversation with Ayana one of the nights that we all went out. And she was like, she said it to me so sweetly. And I think I like, oh my gosh, I appreciated her so much in that moment because she was like, like DT, it's just hard to trust you because you're with Kyle. And we feel like, I don't know if you guys thought that we were like clout chasing together or like what the dynamic was, but I think it's that you couldn't trust telling me things because like he would know about it because it's well, naturally you would tell him because you guys were in a relationship, which is understandable. I mean, so, but I, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think for me, it was that I did not trust Kyle. I did not like Kyle from the get-go. I always felt like he did things specifically for clout and attention. And look, I'll just put it out there. Clout and attention is what comes with the game when you get on reality TV. And I'm not going to lie, like sometimes the attention like feels very nice. But I think where I felt what really turned me off about Kyle or what made me like, question him a lot is I felt like he was doing things specifically for clout and attention using other people in the process of getting that that was like my biggest thing is like why are you using someone and I felt like he was using you and it it was Mm -hmm. very clear if you guys like I don't know if you were there and you like spoke to him he is not I don't think he is the type of person that was portrayed on on the show. I think he is very different and very smart and calculating. <laughs> uh, that's so funny that you say that because it's weirdly, I don't know. It, it's in the moment I didn't see that because we did have so many amazing moments together. But like looking at it from an outside perspective now, I'm like, yes, I think that did play a role in it. And yeah, he's just an interesting character, is all I'm going to say. I think he actually because- did really like you, though. Like, I really did think you guys had, like, like your relationship with him was real. I think, though, for him, like, there was, um, like, a secondary component of, like, this also is really good because of, like, the clout and attention I'm getting from this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and I to get, a degree, like, like, we all were in that yeah. boat. Like, yeah, every single one of us in our relationships with whoever we were with, we were in that same boat. And honestly, like, I'm glad that he was. Yes, it fucking sucks if that was his motivation. It's like using me, but I needed it for sure, you know? But uh, it's yeah. just like, I feel crazy. like it was a learning lesson for you. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But changing the dynamic of like, but him being removed out of my life, I think is the one thing that changed the dynamic of all of our friendships. Like yeah. you, me, Ayana, for sure. Oh, because 100%. I felt like I could earn your trust back again, being like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea this was the source of the problem. And look, at the end of the day, I also don't think it was fair for us to judge you based on your relationship with him. I think where we came from is like, we were still at the height of you know, our season coming out. And then after the altar was kind of around the corner. And so mm-hmm. we felt very like, we can't trust Kyle and we don't know what he's gonna like say or do or like whatever that we were like, we just need to keep our distance for now. Just because like, kind of yeah. like our reputation was on the line at that point in our little, you know, like love is blind bubble. And so I think it was a way of like the girls, specifically Ayana and I protecting ourselves, I think the I think the reason for that dynamic also was the relationships that Kyle had with the guys and mm, yeah. we were kind of like the kind of the bridge but at the same time that's the thing it's like I had to kind of pick sides you know so it was like and I was so close to Kyle that I was like I didn't want to jeopardize that relationship and you know, build on ours, which is really, it's, it sounds shitty, but at the same time, that's just like the chapter I was in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just got so close to 
to him that I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? But I did feel very apprehensive about it. Like, it was like odd. Like, even when we would go to Cali and do things, all of us together. Oh, yeah. We would go to events, but like, he wasn't like invited to them. So he would come with me, though. And like, I would just leave him behind and we'd go do things and then I'd go right back. And I remember the dynamic shift there even. Oh my gosh. That was like, you can cut the tension. (laughs) Oh yeah. Cause we went to an event together and it was this weird, like, what do we do after this event? And we actually all ended up getting dinner together that one Mm -hmm. night. And it was fine. The thing is, I felt like we were fine, but it's like one of those things. Yeah. It's like a little bit tensionist, um, but it's so interesting how close we are now after getting through Mm -hmm. all of that. But what I love about the friendship on our cast, like within like the main, I don't want to call it main girls, but you know, like really the five of us is that when we need each other, we like step up. Like Mm -hmm. we, we had someone like text us from like our main five little group, like, you know, like, Hey, like I need someone to talk to. We always like jump in. Oh, absolutely. And that's the beauty of our, all of our friendship is we have that bond there, but at the same time, we understand when one of us has to step back and like take care of our mental health. I know that this is really hard to understand for people who have not been on reality TV, but there's like, it's a lot more than just filming. Like there, I think there's things that happen where like your mental health is kind of put on the line. And, Mm -hmm. um, and like they become like our experiences end up becoming mental health triggers later down the line. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it really does stem from not just the show itself, because that's one thing in its own, but it's watching yourself back and reflecting on how you were on it. And then also getting the reactions from people on the internet. I think that's the biggest thing that takes a toll. And sometimes it's hard because people compare us. And Mm, there's just like, there's just so many dynamics to the 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 friendships that um it's something that's new to us like we're literally such a new friend group that we're so like you know just figuring out our dynamic and I know that over the next few years it'll completely change too as we like you know just progress in life get married have kids like all the things that are going to happen like I am just intrigued to see how all of our I don't know what the dynamic of our friendship becomes you know it's going to be interesting I agree I do think so like one thing I feel like I can say very much for certain is I think that we will always stay very close, the five of us. So you, Mm -hmm. me, Ayana, Danielle, um, and Mallory, because I think Love is Blind will always be this really cool, life-changing memory for us. Mm -hmm. And I could, I don't see like, I just don't see like a reality where we're just not friends or we don't keep in touch until we're like in our 80s, you know? Like I think that we will always... (laughs) remember this crazy experience and it gets me kind of like sad thinking about it because I was like wow like there's going to be a time when this is this is so far away like this love is blind like everything we went through with the show like pre-show post-show everything it's going to be so far in our like rearview mirrors and but I'm so glad that I have like five best friends who I can like talk about it with and I don't mm-hmm. have to like, I don't, I can't, that helped me like not forget what happened yeah. because no one will understand what we went through. Not even 100%. people from other seasons because, you know, they have yes. very different dynamics and very different experiences, but no one will like really understand it. Yeah. Like my dad won't, my mom won't, my best, best friends won't, the friends that I've known for like 10, 20 years, like only you girls will understand it. And I think that's like the beauty um, beauty of us staying so close. Yeah. And you know, you just kind of, um, provoked a thought is how have your relationships changed with like your friends prior to the show? Like my friend, like my best friends, like pre love is blind. So like the ones that I've Mm -hmm. known for a really long time, Oh man, that was, those changed a lot when the show premiered. Um, I think I was not prioritizing like those friends as much when the show came out because I was under so much stress. I really needed you guys. So like the five 
girls from our season because you guys understood what I was feeling and kind of going through the same thing as like the show premiered. So like everything that was happening on like social media, hate comments, you know, just like my relationship with Shane because you guys lived it through with me. And so I really relied on you guys and less on like my friends, mm-hmm. my friends that I've known for a really long time. But then yeah. I think it also got to a point where we started going to like a lot of events and meeting like a bunch of new people who wanted to be our friends. And so yeah. that took a lot of time and energy away from me, like maintaining my, you know, my like very, my friendships with other people. Yeah. And so um, that was really sad. And I think like earlier this year, I kind of had this like moment after talking with, you know, my best friends um, and they were like, you know, we miss you. We feel like we don't know what's going on in your life. And like, mm-hmm you feel like either like too busy or too low energy to like hang out or talk to us. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like get back into, you know, old Natalie, like, and start prioritizing like the people who have been with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. What about you though? Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, it's interesting because for me, my childhood friends stepped up for me in a way that I didn't know that I needed after mm-hmm. the show had aired um, because I think they could see that I was like going through so much like turmoil and like they could see how hurt I was after. And so my like really close childhood best friends really stepped up for me. But what was difficult was even if they did step up for me, they just couldn't understand or relate to the issues I was going through. And so I would almost like uh, it would be hard for me to like open up to them. And, and like, I can just be like, oh my gosh, yeah, it was such a good experience. Like this happened and this happened. But like the ins and outs of it, the details of everything, I think I relied on you guys a little bit more in that sense. And I did cling on to like Kyle and Danielle and like you and Ayana and Mal weren't as much right after the show. Mm, but yeah. Thank God for you guys later because I'm still going through therapy with that. But I will say one thing I did right after the show, I gained a really amazing group of girlfriends. And throughout my entire life, I've never had like that, like, I don't know, like that sex in the city type of like girlfriend group. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so beautiful to have that. And even last night I went to, um, we had like a girls night we do that quite often and like we show up so much for each other. We were literally just like talking about each of our lives, where we are. And like, it was kind of like a therapy session and we like started crying and we're, I don't know, we just like get so deep in our girlfriend groups, but I just have never had such a close group of girls that I can just truly be myself around. There's very few people in the world. And of course that includes you too, where I can just be so fucking silly and crazy and just like be my myself. And I think it's just so important to have those type of friendships. And I'm so grateful now that I have it. And it's because of the show. It truly is because of the show. I know. I was going to say, I really love that friendship you have with um, who you call your girls. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like making friends as an adult in our 30s now um, is so difficult. And I get it too, because I don't really feel like meeting new people and like, you know, mm-hmm. building that rapport and then like it getting into like a friendship, that type of thing. So I get it. I, you know, yeah. I really just like, I would say my core friendship group is like the girls from love is blind season two. And then my college girlfriends mm-hmm. and then like, you know, some girlfriends that I met through work in my like mid twenties. But yeah, beyond that, like I haven't really added anyone new in my life and it's really, really Mm -hmm. tough. And I realize it's because like, I don't know, like you're, I feel like when you get into your thirties, it kind of like changes everything. So like kudos to you. Cause I feel like that is really rare when you like build these very close knit friendships in your thirties. And I think it's different because you and I are in such a unique position because of the show. And I mean, public figures, whatever. It's like, I hate saying that, but um, in reality, it is kind of true because it's hard to trust people. And so having that group of girls who I can actually trust and like say everything to and know that even if our friendship breaks and like we're no longer close, that I know they're not going to like 
out me to people or like share my secrets or, you know, that kind of thing. There's like that level of trust and that foundation there. Um, But yeah, I think that's why like it's so hard for us even more. Like one, we're in our 30s and two, like we have that level of like, oh my gosh, can we trust people? I think that's like so important. What do you think? Like for people who are trying to make friends now in adulthood and they're like struggling, like what do you think that changed for you that allowed you to do that? Like what got you the girl group that you wanted? Oh my gosh. I love that you asked me that because I was not ready or prepared to like, I I didn't think that I was going to make these friendships, but vulnerability. The first time that I met two of the girls that I'm like very close with, it was them pouring their heart out to me and being so vulnerable with me about um, some trauma that happened in their life. And that was on meeting number one at like a random apartment party. So I'm like, yes. And we're like two hours in, we're like talking and we're so bonded and they're telling me all of these things that like really connected us. And like, I left leaving that um, night being like, oh my gosh, like I want that person to be in my life because of I don't know, because of their, what's the word? I don't even know. Their adversities. It's because of their adversities and them willing to share it with me. Oh my gosh. Like that level of vulnerability creates connectivity. And I agree. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's what really changed between you and I, like our friendship Mm -hmm. is that we started to be really vulnerable with each other. Like I tell deep D things that I don't think I would have I just can't, I I probably could only tell like four people in my life. And I just, it's very like, I feel so safe to just say it to you, knowing that you won't judge me. And if you can't relate to what I'm saying, you'll like try to, or like try to validate how I'm feeling. And so you're right. I feel like for us to vulnerability and like building that like platonic intimacy, like really changed our friendship, like took it, took us from being like, friends mm-hmm. like show yeah, friends like to like level. best friends yeah mm-hmm. yeah 100%. Totally. oh my gosh I love that platonic intimacy yeah ma'am <laughs> I was gonna say intimacy was I was so like I don't fun. want people to get the wrong uh wrong impression <laughs> I'm dead that was good I like that <laughs> platonic also intimacy. Uh, like my sister has done a really good job she's in her 30s and um mm-hmm. she's done a really good job like making friends in her 30s um and like I feel like I should do this too but she really puts herself out there like she really gets to know other people she shows up to events goes to party keeps her words those types of things and like really tries to get to know people like every person that she meets and she goes I know Mm -hmm. people don't feel that same way like not everyone wants to get to know another person but she goes I really try to really take interest in everyone I talk to like really get to know them and you know if I feel some sort of like platonic chemistry or compatibility there and I really like Mm -hmm. you know that person and she goes I will make the effort even though it might be more on my end initially Mm -hmm. to like hang out with them make plans and see how they respond like really get to know them one thing that actually surprised me though when it comes to friendships is our friendships with the extended cast from our season. So um, I don't know the best way to say this, but like the women on the Love is Blind cast who didn't get screen time. So either they didn't get engaged or, you know, they, you know, left the pods early. We were like close our original to, 15, 15. Yeah, the original yeah. 15 women on the cast of our season of Love is Blind. Um I was very close with a few of them. And I think you Mm -hmm. were too. And I thought that we would actually like stay friends. And I didn't realize how much our season premiering would change those friendships completely. Like I was shocked. Like I'm shocked that we're not friends with them anymore. Well, do you remember when uh, as soon as filming had ended for us? So this is before uh, the show even aired or that anyone knew the show was airing. We created someone. I don't even know who it was, but someone created that um, Instagram group chat. And we were all super active in it. And we were like, oh, my God. Like, and we were like, let's plan parties and let's do yacht things. Like, you remember all those days? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The entire cast, including the men, were so, so close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember 
Oh my gosh, I remember like the times when we would gather at like someone's apartment and like yeah. we'd take pictures and stuff, but like no, like the outside world had no idea what we had just been through. And I think yeah. it like bonded us. I think that's when we were all the closest ever. No, I know. I remember. I remember that people knew Shane and I dated after the show because Caitlin posted this group photo and people were like, okay, that's obviously like from way after filming finished. Because mm-hmm. like Ayana had like longer hair, like Mallory had different colored hair. We were in like fall attire. And they're mm-hmm. like, didn't they film like during the summertime? Like, and like Shane had his arms like across my chest or something like that. Oh, do you mean like uh she posted pictures after the show aired? And, yeah. But it was from over the year. Yes. So it was um before the show aired, but after the season aired, Caitlin posted this like, yeah, this like collage of photos with like the cast and people are like this is this photo is definitely after filming but it was after the episode where Shane and I don't get married came out like our wedding episode so like people are like wait what like they're clearly in a very like loving stance like what's going on Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I was looking at that picture like several several months ago and I was like gosh like we don't talk to like half of those people in that photo like from yeah. the extended cast. I know. And C- Caitlin is one of the one of my best friends from the girl group that I was talking about. But outside of her, you, Ayana, Mal, and Danielle, I don't really talk to anyone else. Yeah. I so I feel like yeah, I really don't. I feel like what really happened was when the show came out, I feel like some of the women that we were closest to from the extended cast wanted like to be part of kind of the attention we were getting which is understandable I get it Mm -hmm. but like I think in that they would like comment like negative things about us I don't know it was very strange or like even during filming when they were chosen not to continue filming like there was one woman I was like particularly close with and she told me that she reached out to a producer and I think this was her way to get like more screen time or be a part of the drama. She had reached out to a producer and like shared a bunch of like secrets about cast members with this producer so that it could like stir drama on screen. And I was just like, I texted her. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Mm -hmm. that is not your business. It wasn't about me, but still I was like, that's not your business. You're stirring drama for no reason. Like Mm -hmm. what, like what is wrong with you? Yeah, um, just I like things it, like that. I just realized like, wow, like our friendships were kind of also like that changed. Like just oh, 100% yeah. because also just like we didn't know our fiancés that we got engaged to, we didn't know the people that were casted for the show. Ultimately, we were trying to figure out what was happening as, you know, time went on. And it was like so exciting and new. I think that's why we we're all like, oh, my gosh, like we just went through something so crazy, all of us together. But then as time went on, everyone started to like, you know, start living their own lives and people just... But your what you just said, though, Natalie, is a great example of why we did distance ourselves from certain people because they really wanted to extract so much like drama from us. And when I say drama from us, I mean, like they really wanted to be in the know of everything that was happening. And I was like, this is not gossip. Like, this is literally our lives that we're going through. These are real feelings. And I'm like, I was like so hurt and like just from our my relationship and the situation that I was like, I'm not trying to sit here and talk about it so you have an understanding of what the drama is. Like, that's the last thing I want to be doing. No, I so know. So I think that's like one of the reasons too. But in no way are yeah. we saying that they were bad. They were just trying to go through, they were just trying to figure out how to like deal with everything because they were in such a different position than we were. I kind of, understood actually I don't understand her stance but I understood her need to still be a part of the drama because I think when some of the extended cast members got cut from the show it's Mm -hmm. like this I don't know I I I assume that it does hurt right like I think that like for example when I was going through filming like I understood like like oh I am going to be on the cast of love is blind season two it's Mm -hmm. And I think that if you join the show for the reality TV show aspect, when I say that, more so like to be on the show, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, you're going to try to find your way to like do anything to get back on it. And it hurts when you're cut. Mm-hmm. And like someone else oh, is totally. chosen. I think that there's like this level of envy, which I understood her position. What I didn't like is again, it always comes down to like, are you using other people to mm-hmm. get like what you want? Same right. thing with Kyle. I don't even give a fuck if he wants cloud and attention. It comes down to are you using people to get it? Like that's what bothers me. Exactly. Is this genuine? Is this friendship genuine or is there like an agenda behind it? Because listen, we haven't known each other for that long. And Mm. so you start to get a little suspicious, you know? I know at the time I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, I would have Mm. never expected um, her to like do something like that. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just opens your eyes like, yeah, like I don't actually really know these people and like I have to be careful. Yeah. I feel like that's also like... um kind of our relationships with people from other reality TV show franchises. I was going to say that, yes, it's a unique thing. And especially after talking to Luann, you know, one thing that I was thinking about is, you know, she mentioned like she doesn't really hang out with her um, castmates or the other women from the group outside of filming as much. From the Real Housewives of New York City. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a very interesting dynamic because I just, the way everyone interacts, I just feel like they're so close and they're like best friends. But what you see on screen and what you see on social media is so different than reality and what happens. Like, it's just an interesting um, distinction, I guess. No, 100%. Well, I feel like that's almost like our friendships from um, our season. Like, I remember we used to post like the five of us so often that people are like, they're all best friends. But like, little did they know, like, you know, you and I weren't very close. And, you know, there were like different dynamics within the group. So I get it. But yeah, one of the things that was very interesting, like just getting to know people within the reality TV space is, oh, like, this is a really good example. Um, there's these two reality TV show personalities that post together quite often. And I was Mm -hmm. like, they're like best friends. Like, oh my gosh, it looks like they hang out all the time. They're always like posting together. I didn't know they actually didn't like each other. Like I hung out with them one-on-one, like, or not one-on-one, but like one I was at like a brand dinner with. And then the other one I had just seen like out in Chicago and they're both talking so negatively about each other. And I was just like, what? Like unprompted. Like I didn't even ask. And I was like... What is going on? And I realized like what's very interesting is like the things that people see on social media, like these, you know, reality TV show friendships, I think aren't as real as people think they are. And a lot of it is like based on, again, like, you know, that attention and clout, like an Instagram picture with like with two reality TV show personalities is going to probably get more likes than a picture with, you know, a reality TV show personality and like just her friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the engagement is higher because they recognize the other the other person in the in the content. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's totally. what happens a lot. Which I which like I guess I can't understand because I was like, we're actually friends like within our season. So it's no, like, I, I don't know. Like why even hang out with someone you don't like? Yeah, that's a really weird dynamic. And I think, again, I think it speaks to their intention behind having friendships. It's that they want more engagement, that their purpose isn't to build a foundation of a friendship together. It's to create engaging content. And that's really shitty because I am definitely the opposite of that. I don't like that at all. And actually, that's one of the big reasons why I think that I try to keep my circle small because I feel like trust is so important and you really can't be trusting a lot of people out here. <laughs> like, there's no, I just, know. Especially not in the black. reality TV space, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when I go to like events where there's reality TV show personality, specifically in Chicago, it's mm-hmm. really, you have to watch what you say because the circle is so small. It gets to everyone. Just like how I just shared that example. I was like, mm-hmm. now I have information that like, I don't know. I'm pro- I, I told Deepti about it and like now she knows and it's like I never want to mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a very weird world. I'm not saying that those friendships aren't real. I think a lot of reality TV show friendships are real. I think a lot of them are based on shared experiences just like I have friends from other reality TV shows because I like there's that like relatability because we kind of went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. However, 
I do think that there's this other side where reality TV show personalities hang out with each other just for the attention and clout, which is a very real thing. Yeah, that's effed. We can um, confirm. <laughs> yeah, clearly, literally. No, I know. That's why my favorite, my favorite quote ever is like, I want to be friends with people who say great things about me when I'm not in the room. And I think like that's, oh, please, I need friends like that. Is that really your favorite quote ever? <laughs> no, it's not my favorite quote ever. It's just one of the favorite quotes. It's I actually think your not favorite also, quote, it's not even I think verbatim. I think your favorite quote is you win some, you lose some. Absolutely effing not. <laughs> that is literally my least favorite quote. And what's annoying, because Natalie says this all the time. She always says, you win some, you lose some. And yesterday, I found myself saying it to people. And I was like, damn it, Natalie's <laughs> in my head. We spend way too much time together. <laughs> I say it in the worst scenarios. Like if someone like, I don't know, like stubs their toe and it's painful, I'd be like, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> You say it in a lot of inappropriate scenarios, yeah, Natalie. I do. I know it's really bad, but it's just finding humor in the little things. <laughs> anyway. But um, yeah, that's kind of insight into reality TV show friendships. Our friendship on the cast of Love is Wine Season 2 and adult friendships. Can I ask you one question before we move on to Luann's interview? Sure. Do you think that it helps or hurts you that you're on reoccurring seasons? Like Luann was on 13 seasons. Do you think that it helps you or hurts you? It depends on, I think, what your goal is. Like, I think it helps you if you're looking for constant attention. You kind of want to build a brand, you know, off like your persona on a reality TV show. Um, you want to, you know, have continuous payment coming in, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's very helpful. I think it hurts you if you um, just don't have the personality to be on reality TV. Like you mm -hmm. don't have like I don't want to say the mental strength, but really that to like deal with everything that comes with being in the space, like hate comments, having your private life exposed. Like I think mm -hmm. I would rather not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about is I think if you're on reoccurring seasons, like for us, for example, if uh, since we're only on one season, whatever character that was like per, um, portrayed is the character that lives on forever. Whereas I think if you come back reoccurring, like, do people get to see like a different um, side to you on each of the oh, seasons? Oh, like, like you imagine, could, yeah. Yeah, like imagine 13 seasons. Like I feel like people just know that person really well because they're able to like bring all these different sides of them to screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like thinking about it like that because for Luann, you know, that's kind of the case, I guess. I don't know. We kind of watched her and her kids like grow, grow up on reality TV, yeah. pretty much yeah, yeah. So, well we'll ask her that so yeah. we're excited for the interview as a huge bravo girly i am so excited for our next guest today countess luann welcome to out of the pods hi ladies how are you we good. are good we're so excited to have you first off i feel like Bravo celebrities never come to Chicago for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, I do. Yeah. I know. We're and so you too. So we're so excited that you're in our city. Um, you know, last time I was here, I played the Chicago Theater, which is wow. like 4,000 people. That's incredible. I'm doing three shows at the Park West starting tonight. So it's great to be back in Chicago. I was just saying uh, to my friend Samantha that it's such a beautiful city. I mean, it yeah. really is. I absolutely I love the city. And I we're mean, so. We're so excited to have you, too, because I'm a huge Bravo fan, so I'm, like, fangirling a little bit. Aww. And you've been on every single season of The Real Housewives of New York. Yes, I That's have. incredible. <laughs> I know. Since 2008. Yeah. So, for those of you listening who don't watch The Real Housewives of New York City, Luann has been the OG member um, of that show, and it's been premiering since 2008. So, you've been on 13 seasons. Yeah, 13 seasons. And then, um, you know, most recently, I did Crappy Lake with Sonia, yes. which is on Peacock streaming still. And so, you know, to be able to go from the Housewives and putting in all that blood, sweat, and tears yeah. and mm -hmm. to getting my own spinoff and to be uh, touring with Live Nation uh, and Cabaret has been incredible. Really. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, we're actually going to see your cabaret show tonight. I so know. you I'm have, so excited. You I can't are on wait tour. For you to see it. Yes. <laughs> okay. We have to tell people this because you are on tour for your cabaret show called Countess Cabaret. Mm-hmm. And I posted it on my Instagram story that like you are coming into town. Yes. And I probably had thousands of people DM me talk, being like, either this show is amazing, like it's so exciting, it's mm-hmm. really funny too, and you get to see your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I had like 50 college friends going and I didn't even know. Oh, awesome. What yeah. are the chances? <laughs> I know. Awesome. It's like, you know, it's like cabaret meets pop culture meets comedy. Yeah, it's oh, really, I love that. Yeah, it's a fun ride. You know, people don't know what to expect when they come to my show. And I always say they come in, you know, driving like a Toyota and they drive out in a Rolls Royce. Because <laughs> I work really hard on my shows. Yeah. And I yeah. um, and I have my director is Richard J. Alexander, who's worked with Kristen Chenoweth, uh, Bette Midler, Barbara Streisand. Wow. So I have like the best team that, that work with me. But I pick every single song that I do in the show because it relates to my personal life. Oh, so, I love and that. I sing my classics, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't leave without doing money. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of singing, you were also on The Masked Singer. Yes. That yes. is incredible. I know. It was such a crazy experience. It was great. Wait, what was the... Um, hibiscus. Hibiscus. I was a hibiscus flower. Oh my gosh, I love you know, that. I, I, it just to, to be a part of that show, it's such, yeah. it's such a huge show. And mm-hmm. the experience was incredible. And, you know, I got to sing It's Raining Men. <laughs> That's that so is cool. so amazing. Wait, before we get into like what's happening now, can you tell us how did you get on Bravo? How, why New York City? Like, can you just give us an insight? Well, you know, I uh, lived in Europe a long time. I used to work for Italian television years ago. Oh. And so and then I met the Count and I uh, got married and moved to Switzerland, uh, raised my children in Europe. And then after a certain point, I was like, I missed the States and I didn't come back till 12 years later. Uh, I went for three months to Milan and I stayed for 12 years. So (laughs) tells you how much I love Europe. Um, You know, so really it's a, you know, I, I came back to the States in 2002, I think it was. And then, you know, I met Jill Zarin at a party and that's how it started. It really came to me. Jill Zarin is really the one who said, you know, I'm doing this show and I think it'd be perfect. And I met the producers and that was it. And, wow. you know, we got paid nothing for the first season. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't understand what it was, really. We didn't understand what a big, you know, franchise it would become, obviously, because we would ask for more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, that's really how it started. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so cool because when I went to Dubai, I actually met Ali. Uh-huh. And so I had no idea that she was going to be there and it was really cool. Oh, so. how funny. Yeah. I love Ali. Yeah. She's, she's such a, a great girl. Yeah. yeah. So your season, so season one of Real Housewives of New York City is the first season of like the Real Housewives franchise I saw. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting because it gives, I don't want to say regular people, but this look into a life mm-hmm. that I don't have access to. And mm-hmm. so, but I do remember like when it came to you, you were like iconic right off the bat. Like just you you had like lines that people remembered. You were extremely funny on this show. And then obviously, you know, you were such a unique, I don't want to say character, but like housewife to be on the show because you've been on it since 2008. Uh, And, you know, listen, I, I grew up in a small town in Connecticut. Um, I'm very down to earth, which people don't know because listen, we're making a TV show. So they used Mm -hmm. every countess moment they possibly could. Right. Do you know what I mean? So you get to see a glimpse into my life, you know, two minutes really. Um, When you think about it, it's you know, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes in one, you know, episode. Um, so people think they know me, but, you know, they don't really know me. I think people really know me when they come and see my Countess Cabaret shows, mm-hmm. you know, because I do talk about my personal life. Um, I talk about, of course, the OGs and all these ultimate girls trips. And I talk about Crappy Lake. And so it's a really an inside, you know, behind the curtain kind of glimpse into um, pop culture and cabaret. Yeah, we well, we want to ask you about that. Just like, you know, having your personal life on reality TV again, not all of it, but obviously you have to put some things out there. Of course. Building a storyline, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's very different from Love is Blind. We're a one season cast. And so when Deep D and I were on Love is Blind, we don't feel the need to ever divulge personal information. Because we're like, hey, you know. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what we say or do, we're still going to get screen time and it's just a one time thing. Right. But I think Real Housewives is a little bit different in that you have been on it for years. And from what I understand, Housewives make they get re-signed to the next season 
I heard like based on their personalities, their yeah, storylines. Yeah, storyline they exactly. have, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you ever feel like, how do you balance that of like what to share, what you well, don't? Well, there's always pressure to yeah. be relevant and at the mm-hmm. same time not, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not changing your values. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's storylines and then there's like, I'm not doing that because I don't feel comfortable with that. So whenever I didn't feel comfortable with something, I didn't do it, you know. It was very uncomfortable getting divorced. It was very uncomfortable finding out that I had a cheater, you know, yeah. fiance. We all know his name. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't say it on this podcast. It, yeah. He who shall Tom. not be named. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, listen, I say blood, sweat and tears because, you know, I've really shared a lot of things um, um my personal life. But when we first started, like, I wouldn't let anyone go near my bedroom. It was like, mm, bedroom is off limits. My kids are off limits, yeah. you know, um... So I was very protective also of my first marriage, you know, my my marriage was in trouble from the get go of housewives for me. Um, But I didn't want anybody to know because I didn't feel like I had to share that. Um, And then slowly, 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 you know, things, you know, the wheels came off the bus. And um, and listen, we all go through through the same things. You know, we all have, you know, relationship issues. We all get married. We all get divorced. Um, but listen, life is a cabaret mm-hmm. and you just don't know, right? You just live it one day at a time yeah. and you write your own story. And that's what I do with cabaret. It's, it's my story. So that's why it's personal. You feel like you're in my living room um, and you get an inside glimpse at who I really am. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did you get into cabaret shows? Like, how? Well, I tell you, so I used to, when I worked in Italian television, I used to be an Italian TV star and I was doing variety shows because, you know, in Europe, you still have like variety shows like boom, boom. And the curtains come back and you got pretty girls dancing around and, you know. (laughs) And so I was into that kind of variety world of television. Then I became a co-host of a show on soccer and became, you know, a huge co-host in Italy. So my background is kind of variety entertainment. And um, and, and a friend of mine said, an old friend of mine said to me one day, he said, you know, Lou, you love to host parties. You love to tell jokes and you love to sing for your friends. I got news for you. You're a cabaret artist. Wow. That's and I cool. was like, you think really? And then, you know, I got married Yeah. and then I was getting divorced and, you know, life got busy, but it was always in the back of my mind what he said to me. And he had given me a number of, of a director called Ben Rimmelauer, who, um, who directed my show from the very beginning. And we, and he was a huge fan of the housewives. I mean, he remembered everything that I said ever. And so, you know, he's like, what do you want to sing? And I said, I like to sing this, that, and the other thing. And then we started writing and it just kind of happened organically. And, um, and, and I didn't realize I was kind of feeling, filling, um, a market that really doesn't exist that much anymore. You know, it used to be, um, Cheetah Rivera, and, uh, you know, Liza doing cabaret, you know, and they're not doing it anymore. So um, I think there was a void in the market for that. And I didn't even know I was filling the void because it was really Countess and Friends. Yeah. It wasn't Countess Cabaret. Oh, right. I That's forgot right. your first it was like, tour it was, was Countess. Yeah. I used to have guests. Mm-hmm. I used to have, you know, comedians. I've had Rachel Dratch on my show from Saturday Night Live. Wow. Lance Bass has been in my show. Wow. That's amazing. You know, amazing, amazing, um, talented, incredible people and um so it kind of morphed into cabaret i did have a follow-up question like you know i think what makes you a very iconic housewife and not even a housewife anymore you've like built this brand of just being a countess mm-hmm. luann mm-hmm. right um is that you've written a book you've put out music mm-hmm. you have been on other shows beyond bravo yeah you've also guest starred in films and tv shows mm-hmm. I just do, you know, I just do what I love, you know, I have a passion for singing and that transformed into a cabaret career, which I did not expect either. I mean, you know, the pressure was on in 2018. I was filming for the housewives, my Mm -hmm. first cabaret and filming it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, get out there and do it. And so, you know, um, I think in life uh, you have to be passionate about things. I've always approached the things that scare me the most because I feel like, you have to be scared a little bit in order yeah. to grow. Absolutely. And I stand by that. Um, it's made me grow in so many ways. You know, I take chances. I live on the edge of, you know, by the seat of my pants, really. I just, um, and that's how I live my life. Like I said, life is a cabaret and uh, you write your own story. And so, you know, if you're, uh, if you want to take chances and 
you need to to get writing and just do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, just get absolutely. out there and do it. Yeah. I had somebody ask me on a cameo, you know, I want I'm a teacher. I really want to change my career. I'm so bored. I'm like, you know what? Only you can do that. You know, what are you passionate about? Uh, don't be afraid to go after the things that you love. Because when you go from a place of love, I feel like you can't fail. Yeah. With good intentions. With good and... intentions. There you go. I'm a big manifester, by the way. Me I, too. I just got to. back from Joe Dispenza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, love. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I send amazing. her all the time. I'm like, hey, it's two, two, two. And I'm like, <laughs> I love repeating she, numbers. Yeah. And so I'm not a big manifester, but as I've known Deep D, she's always like, I want to manifest this for ourselves. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. And I really, the more you say it, the more I'm like, I, I think that it, it really is a real thing of just, it's like almost like you're believing in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, a, you know, like it's about energy. Yes. You know, if you put the energy out there, you'd be surprised it comes back to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why every really single morning it. I always start my day with what I'm grateful for, because that way I, you attract good, good things. And Amazing. I yeah. meditate every day. Yes. That's, it really helps it's life me changing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I know you were on a new show with Sonia. How was that format? Oh, Crappy Lake. Crappy oh, Lake. Yeah. How was Crappy Lake like different for you? How was that filming different for you than like Real Housewives? Oh, it's so totally different. I mean, we it's like the Simple Life uh, mm -hmm. remake, but um, <laughs> but we really go in to help this small town. So it's a little like Schitt's Creek where we work yes. with the mayor. Uh, we live in a motel. Um, you know, we did a lot of great things for the community. You know, like I said earlier, I'm, you know, I grew up in a small town. I'm a small town girl at heart. So is Sonia. Our lives had changed since then, of course. Yeah. But, but, you know, but we remain really um, with big hearts. And so we went in with big hearts. We gave up our lives for six weeks and lived in a motel room. Mm -hmm. Left oh my, my house. Yeah, that's a hard. <laughs> I lost my life for six weeks and made it all about them. It was really yeah. about helping this town and. Um, you know, we did a playground for children. We did, you know, we helped Aww. out at the dog shelter. Um, I did, we did a full on variety show with the townspeople, which was amazing. The Benton Follies. We got Paul Abdul to come. Oh my wow. God. Which was Wait, incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Paul to Abdul. help our dancers. Uh-huh. She was the first person to ever message me after Love is Blind. Oh, it's so funny. Really? Yes. Well, she's she's awesome. First. She's yeah. great. And, you know, and look, the motel we stayed at, we, we, you know, um, totally kind of renovated our rooms. Now they built an addition onto the motel wow. and it's sold out through next year. Wow. So, you know, we wow, really the power did. power uh -huh. of you Count and Sonia. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, well, you know, Sonia and I have really, um, we're kind of Renaissance women, you know, we paint our own furniture, we make our own flower <laughs> arrangements, you know, we yeah, decorate, cool. we cook, you yeah. know, we do housewives, we raise children, you know, we really do a lot of things. And so we took our experience to this town to, you know, just lift them up. And and I'm very proud of that show because um, we made a lot of great changes and they became like our family. Yeah. I mean, they came to our premiere party in New York, the oh, uh, Akash and Haral, the owners of the motel. So we embraced them. We fell in love with them and left a lot of good stuff behind so wow. that they can keep on thriving. Wait, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a great show. That's Is, really cool. Has social media played like a big part in your life at all? Not really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. like one of my throwaway lines on the show when yeah. I get caught with the guy in the house. <laughs> Would you be upset if there was a guy in the house naked? I'm like, not really. <laughs> I'd be taking selfies by now. <laughs> it's that's actually with good. With his naked butt on the bed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, and you have to have a great sense of humor in life. Yeah, I think that is so important to learn to to be able to laugh at yourself. I'm very, you know, part of my shtick is self-deprecating because I'm a human. I'm just like you. Yeah. You know, I just happen to be on a big TV show. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Deep D and I have talked about on this podcast is. After doing Love is Blind, our mental health was pretty impacted. Like yeah. we were getting a lot of DMs, whether it's like positive or negative. We were kind of really attached to social media. Right. And um, and just the fact that it felt like the world, our own little bubble had so many opinions of us on the show. Right. So do you like feel that all? Like, do you ever like, I guess, how do you. How do you deal with just being in the public eye mm. also for so long mm -hmm. and also having snippets of your personal life on mm. a reality TV show? Again, I think the key word is reality where people think what they're watching is mm. always like they forget well, that there's context there. Like, how do you just sure? Deal with I mean, that? listen, it's not it's it's unscripted. You know, yeah. it's not a scripted show, but it's right. produced and edited, you know, mm -hmm. so 
you know, if you take a pause and you go, ah, uh, you know, that pause could last a longer time than you <laughs> yeah. it, would, it would, would last. So, you know, I think that definitely over the time you build a, a thicker skin and you let things roll off of you. I mean, Jill used to get the show and go, oh, let's watch it tonight. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I want to sleep well. I watch yeah. it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I, you know, tried as hard as I can to keep my distance from wow. my, you know, TV life and my real life, you know, mm-hmm. in my real life, you know, I have a lot of friends I've had for many, many years. Um, I've always been tight with all the housewives, really. I've never, you know, well, I've had my moments, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But at the end of the day, we're like a discombobulated family. It's like seeing your cousin you haven't seen in like years. And it's like, oh my God, you know? So, you know, we love each other on a certain level. We we do. We're like family, you know? And even if we fight, we still sit down at the Thanksgiving table like you do with your family. You know, I was going to ask you about that. With Real Housewives, obviously you guys are so close. Do you feel like you distance yourself like throughout the year and like kind of come back together when filming starts or absolutely are... we need a break from yeah. each other hundred <laughs> percent it's like sense. see you next season yeah exactly <laughs> right or, after reunion's done yeah, you're like, exactly. okay, it's like i don't want to see your face until yeah. we have to film again but um and we need that it's mm-hmm. healthy no I agree. you know and that's what keeps the separation between reality and you know and our reality tv in our real lives you know yeah and i forget that you are a mother so like you have children so it's not like you could just get up and film and just focus on that and you have an entire other career beyond reality tv Mm -hmm. so i do Mm -hmm. not know how you balance it all but do you have any advice for people who are balancing a lot of things like you are women i think we wear a lot of hats and i Mm -hmm. think that you just have to focus on one hat at a time really i mean if you think about it as a whole you know, it's overwhelming. It's yeah. a mountain to climb. I mean, the st- amount of stuff I get done, done in one day would make anybody's head spin. <laughs> but I think, you know, in life you have to be uh, focused and organized and not jump ahead and not look behind. There's a, a reason why the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield Whoa. because that's the past. We got to focus on what's in front of us. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's a good one, right? Yes. Yeah. That one's really good. <laughs> That's a keeper. Yeah. I know. I was like, I'm going to have to That's tell myself keeper. that often. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, how was BravoCon for you this year? Oh my God. It was a blast. I actually had a show in Minneapolis on Friday. So I arrived yeah. late on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's so great to have the fans being so into the Bravo universe. Um, you know, and um, it just, you know, seeing all the Bravo celebrities, you know, I know, you know, yeah. most of them. Uh, I met Captain Jason for the first okay. time, <laughs> who Andy told me had a little crush on me. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. he's got a crush on quite a few girls. Yeah, so. did you hear about the whole Lala thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard about it. I'm like, well, geez, I thought he liked me. God. Uh, anyway, um, so no, I want to be above deck, not below deck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that one's good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I like to, uh, that's where I like to play. But, um, you know, and then I saw, you know, Captain Lee, I hadn't met Captain mm-hmm. Lee. And so that was great. And it's just Retiring. fun to catch up with all the women and the housewives and, and have the excitement of the fans in the room, you know? And then I went over to my merch table where I have all my, yeah. you know, be cool. Don't be like all on cool swag oh, and, cool. and all that stuff. And I took pictures with fans and let me tell you, it's a long day. It's exhausting. Cause you really give your energy oh, 100% like I do in my cabaret you know yeah. I give a lot of energy and I'm really you know just spreading the joy mm-hmm. yeah that's you know? really cool yeah I love what I do so you know if I didn't love it it would be a drag yeah exactly I'd be like oh god I gotta take a picture with her you know? right but I love my fans you know I'm here because of my fans mm-hmm. I, I did want to ask within the entire Real Housewives franchise who are you closest to or who do you really like and is there anyone <laughs> that I don't know you have some drama with you know I um God knows I've had drama in the past I don't like to live in drama anymore that's why I enjoyed doing crappy lake so much um you know I just saw Sonia we just um uh did a cool campaign together um and uh, I see Dorinda I talk to Dorinda all the time oh, we have a coffee OG. mornings all the time. Um, Ramona and I, you know, speak on occasion. Avery is coming tonight to the show. Oh, she is? Yeah, so you'll see oh, Avery, her cool. daughter, okay. is coming tonight because wow. she lives in Chicago. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how we see the kids, like, grow yeah. up on screen. I feel very fortunate because I have, like, a living photo album of my life. Yeah. yeah. That's I cool. mean, the townhouse that I had in New York, 
you know, the parrot yeah. that we used to have, the bird. Yes. Oh my Remember God. the bird? Yes. The SUV getting into the car, Rosie, you know, <laughs> the nanny and um and my house even in the Hamptons. You know, I've moved since then, so I don't own that house anymore. Yeah. But yeah. it lives on on the show, which is super super cool. And then to see my kids go from being like ten and twelve to being, you know, in their twenties. So, you know, so it's, it's great to have that. Um, And it's also great to look at yourself on TV. Who gets to do that? Like, here you go. Well, you girls do, but but, (laughs) we we actually hate that part. No, but look at yourself and go, Oh shit. Did I say that? Yes. It's a, and it gives you a chance to correct yourself. Yes. And, and I think that's really important. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I should have, or it's like always like, oh my God, why didn't I say that? Yes. Why did yeah. I not say that? You know, because but I don't live in that space, you know. But you know, I used to. I, I love that. It is definitely a reflective moment, mm-hmm. I feel like. And I learned a lot from my journey watching myself back too. Mm-hmm. So well, I just want to say thank you for giving us so much because honestly, watching Bravo is like such a great way for me to escape reality. Exactly. And it's like, I, I feel like I know you It's guys. the great escape. It's great. It's a great escape. Yeah. I mean. Okay. But what's weird is I thought I knew you and then I yeah. met you right. in person. And yeah. I feel like not saying you're entirely different, but yeah, it's very much, there is this other more. Mm-hmm. very much more like down to earth mm-hmm. yeah. side to you, which yeah. was, yeah. yeah, which was, I wouldn't say surprising, but it's so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that when I watch reality TV, you kind of put like real housewives on like a pedestal. Right. It's thing. so different from what you, you thought yeah. it would be like. Yeah. 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 So, and well, you'll get even more tonight when you come to the camera. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> so excited now. Well, we appreciate you coming on, but we have one last question for sure. you. What is next? What can we expect from you? What are you looking forward to? Any goals? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I, um, I'm loving the cabaret, so I've got a new tour coming out. Um, I'll be at the Wiltern in February doing uh, Mary F. Kill, oh. which is based on the Ooh. Q&A that I do in my show. I do a Q- Q&A with the audience, and yeah. without a doubt, every single time, I get asked Mary F. Kill. So it was my inspiration for my tour. I love that. Um, I'm kicking off at the Wiltern February 16th in Los Angeles. Then I'm going to be going to London to do the Hoopla Festival which I'm super excited about, but I have a lot more dates coming up with that show in Canada. Um, well, actually, I'm doing Canada and Calgary and um, um, wow. uh, Anuk. Anuk, did I say Anuk. that right? Okay, I'm doing Calgary and Anuk on December 15th oh, and 16th. Wow. Okay. So I hope it's not snowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be. It sure will be. be cold. I'm sure it will be, but um, a lot of exciting stuff. You know, uh, w- there's talks about a new season of uh, Crappy Lake. So that's Ooh. exciting. Um, oh Ultimate gosh. Girls Trip airs December 14th. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming up. And and listen, you know, I've got a new song coming out with the tour, Ooh. which is named appropriately Mary F. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm working on music. Um, Bruce Roberts uh, wrote that song, who's an amazing producer who who's written for Whitney Houston and Barbara Streisand and all the, the greatest. So I'm working with a great um, producer on my new song. It's almost finished. So, um, so yeah, new music, Love new TV that. shows, uh, and Countess Cabaret. Love that. On tour with Live Nation. Yeah. I mean, Li- that's huge. Huge. Yeah. So, so we could cool. expect so much from you. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It up. sounds like a lot is coming up, but we're really thankful that you came on out of the pods. Um, yeah. we are so excited for your cabaret show you tonight. Girls. You're like a sensation. I love that. Oh, I wouldn't call us sensations <laughs> of anything. We're normal. Normal. <laughs> You're killing but it. You're very thank popular. You so so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you so much, Countess. Um, <laughs> and we you, hope you come back soon. <laughs> thank you. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and providing your feedback. If you guys have any questions or you want to chat, just reach out to us at our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure you leave a review and subscribe. See you next Wednesday. Bye.